Shane. You always had a situation in a big way, man. express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. Fuck. Well, welcome to the <laughs> podcast, the lockdown podcast, nonetheless. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For your information, opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employers. So don't come at us, folks. Um, welcome. Welcome, Adam. Welcome, Jordan. Welcome. I Kerry David. man, you can't see him, but he's getting manlier by the moment. Alpha male today. So Welcome, probably the most talented itself barber that the world has ever seen. Uh, Cronk, it's uh, done. You can't see the beauty of this until we go video. You can't see the beauty of this hair, but his hair is just this lockdown chic, mate. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a lockdown chic. It's phenomenal. It's, it's Thanks, black chaps. belt level barbering. On, so how are, how is everyone how is um lockdown life treating everyone has anyone got legitimately stir crazy i know there was a conversation on um i'm going to re- reveal our private talks oh. messenger there was, a, oh. there was a conversation about kerry going uh <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> doing not be lazy and most of us went Working, Kerry. Yeah, we're still working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, earning our money being useful. So, um, in that conversation. Cheers, cheers Dave. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, you know, some of us, you know, do meaningful jobs. <laughs> I got I got a phone call at four o'clock today. I had to get an AA van into Landan Town. Landan. Landan Town. Saving, saving someone's life. So has oh, anyone man. gone legitimately mad over the lockdown? We, has everybody maintained a, a modicum of sanity? Or, 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 or am I seeing cracks in the... Um... couple of cracks, mate. Yeah. What, what are you feeling? Who's feeling what? What are you feeling, George? Um, I, think, I think I'm sane. I mean, I work from home and don't really leave the house much anyway because I'm a hermit, so it's not too dissimilar. But I've been a bit cranky lately and maybe difficulty sleeping just because of the whole situation and whatnot. Have you been making use of your one sort of outdoors jaunt a day? Have you been, have you, are you that guy? Do you, do you go out for your exercise or do you some days just sort of chill at home and not, not bother? What, what's, what's your routine? Do you, do you do that sort of mess with that stuff? Uh, every other day I heat walk, but me and Agatha train jiu-jitsu outdoors uh, sort of every other day as well. So, yeah, getting outdoor time, getting a bit of sun, getting mm. some vitamin C, vitamin D. Cool. What about you, Cronk? You, uh, how's, you, you've got a little one as well at home, obviously. You're working from home. How's that planning out for you? Uh, some periods of the day are easy. Some periods of the day are a bit more difficult, depending on how hyperactive he is. Um, and it's not even that he's doing much, because he can't even crawl yet, but it's just that he you know, makes a lot of noise. And if you're on the phone, hmm. it's quite hard to, to keep him quiet. 
but I think everyone sort of understands the situation that we're in. If you've got a nipper at home and you're on a work call, it, they might end up on the work call. Yeah. Um, and depending on the audience, sometimes I just sit him on my lap and he just looks at the people on the screen and like loves it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people have been furloughed at work, so there's a okay. lot of right. work to do. Is there right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's how's your missus feel about it all? She she's obviously do, doing a lot of the looking after while you're doing the work and bits and pieces. I'm assuming, or is it that not necessarily the case? Yeah, I I help where I can, but I, obviously it's difficult during the day. Um, he so we do bedtime together, and in the and we do the morning together. Uh, but during the day she's got him, but she'd have him anyway, really, because I'd be at work normally. So. Right. Um, okay. So sorry, but she's getting to spend a lot more time with him. I'm getting to spend a lot more time with him. Um, and because she's not usually, she runs like science clubs or, or does tutoring either at lunchtime or early, like mid to late afternoon. Mm. Um, so he's never really had a routine of naps or anything. So she's she's managed to get him into this solid routine now where she's chuffed because he's sleeping like for two hours in the middle of the day. And then he's asleep at half six, nice. and then he doesn't wake up till like five in the morning. So she's like loving that baby baby whisperer type yeah. stuff, legendary. Oh, and you, Adam, you're still going in the office uh, at the moment. You're you're not furloughed as of yet. Um, yeah. Is that, that maintaining sanity? Do you think? Do you think that's definitely helping? Yeah, a little bit. A bit just normality. I've had to lock the front door of the office because um, for some reason. The office has never been more popular with all the neighbours on the industrial estate coming in. I'm like, hang on, bros, social distancing. So I have to actually physically lock the door now because it's a bit weird. People don't speak to me normally. But now because it's social distancing, they want to come speak to me. Madness. Cause they yeah. Kids and- kids are at home. Um, Mrs. looking after the kids. She's doing a good job. They're going mad. Um, take them out for a walk long um me and jody are doing a little running program so we're gonna we take them with us doing that they laugh at us running um and that's it really do they run as well or are they on a bike yeah i've got clark he does um we do i do press-ups and stuff and then he does them with me he does more like um cock push-ups puts his willy in the in the floor and then comes up i try and do proper manly push-ups but he's doing a good job and then we go for a little run so um nice. yeah it's all right and, and Kerry, you're doing fuck all. So how's that going? For you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the good thing is that <laughs> Sorry, so I'm just starting out on that for all you listeners out there. I was going to go with that. I was going to go. Uh, you're you're the most, least productive of the group. Or I'll... <laughs> you're only picking on me because I'm a white belt. Flew flew off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but also you are a white belt in a group so that it goes with the territory that I have yeah, to just a and you got a BA and you got a BA I'd rather nothing BA absolutely I'd rather do A levels of D <laughs> so that, that is actually what I've got A right. level in physics PE and an A level in theatre studies uh, both D oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to stretch your theatre studies mate That's you're a combat thespian yeah what can I, I say so what's what's going on? What's been going on, Kerry? What's what's as life treating you? What's going on? Um, 
basically handling emails as and when they come in, dealing with all the, you know, <laughs> those smile days. <laughs> right, yeah. De- de- dealing with just, a lot of stuff. I just and, see a little uh, tear in your eye. That's all that happened. I just saw a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of a tear. So you've got a couple of emails. It's two emails a day. Bang, you bang yeah. your two I'll emails. Bet I bet they're big emails, though. Hey, it's savage. You've got to know how savage those emails are. I had one on my computer on. Do you schedule yeah. send them to make it look like there's a bit of distance? Yeah, copying a lot of people. That's what I found copy, really. Yeah, really I, like, I like that. Yeah. 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 Make me, it, look at me. I'm let everybody with. know that was. And if you, do you know what? If you send it like early hours of the morning as well, that definitely gets you kudos points. They're like, yeah. bam. You only have to schedule it for like a 2 a, two a.m. send out. People are like, God, oh, it's yeah. what, 2 a.m. Yeah. Dedicated, mate. Thanks. Schedule. But now schedule. I've been, when I'm not handling all my emails, I'm out in the back garden swinging around a kettlebell, getting swole, getting juicy. <laughs> getting swole. Yeah. I'm and that's it, the results of that. It's, so, it's such a shame that the people at home can't see the results of that. But yeah, I'm fucking bloated, mate. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating a lot of chocolate. I'm not going to lie. Diet's horrendous. And Listen, the girls are having fun, though. The girls are having I'm fun. I'm sympathetic with that. Not one person is going to get out of this unweight scathed. I, don't, I, I defy anyone to come out of this the same weight in kilos they went in. To lot, you definitely ain't Adam. I honestly, I've been making a cake a week, and I, <laughs> I, and I haven't put on weight yet. You've made not, two, two in one week recently. I, I think the stress is actually keeping my mate, weight. I've been up. eating a cake a day, mate. Oh. I've been eating a flake <laughs> cake I'll every day. Adam. You know all those flake you've cakes. Fat. You've been, you've been, you've had a buttercream IV, mate. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be proper ultra heavy when we go out of this. It's going to be amazing. I did the I did the jiu-jitsu lesson tonight, and I was doing neon belly on the grapple teddy, and even the grapple teddy was groaning about how heavy I was. <laughs> my neon belly. So no. I know I've, I've been eating the beast. I've been eating the girls' Easter eggs, so they haven't been looking. That's oh. that is really dark. I mean, like yeah. Scumbag. I ate yeah. both my son's Easter eggs, but that's because <laughs> the missus said he was too small to eat them. So exactly, that's that's mate, that is responsible. Is, yeah. Your that is service to your son. You don't want to, you don't want him eating all that shit. I've also eaten all this. I've eaten all his fucking rust biscuits as well. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Barley rusks are amazing. Yeah, they they are. If you put peanut butter on them, they're amazing. Amazing. Oh, Farley's rusks. That's the only reason I had kids to have Farley's rusks. <laughs> So, look, listen, I'm going to do a little week in summary and then um, pick the bones out of it, what you think. And this is, uh, you know, I've got to quote the BBC in this. So you're going to get depressing now, Dave. I'm not going to get it from, well, it depends how you look at it. But, yeah, probably it's about coronavirus, so it's probably not going to be uplifting. Um, <laughs> apparently, it says here that uh, 75% of people are useful and work at home. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, hello. hello? <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Sorry, I just made that up. That was a that was a that was a little technical work. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little work jab. Uh, oh, some people are still working. Um, anyway, the WHO av- advises countries to plot cautious path out of the lockdown rather than relying on antibody tests. Interesting. President Trump is uh, 
causing a riot over there in America and not kind of in a good way. Uh, calls for liberation of US states with anti-lockdown protests. Um, the UK launches a vaccine task force uh, funding 21 research projects. This is not good. The UK death toll reaches 14,576 uh, as 847 new deaths reported at hospitals. It, it's looking like the UK are going to be the worst amount of deaths via coronavirus uh, in Europe at this rate. Germany says its outbreak is under control. Each virus carrier is infecting less than one person on average. Uh, China denies cover-up of Wuhan outbreak. That might be a talking point. Where the pandemic began, despite revised death toll. Um, and there have now been more than 2.15 million confirmed cases worldwide and 145,000 deaths. Just in comparison to that, in the 2018 Spanish flu, there were a, a, an assumed or approximated, because they didn't have a test for it, 50 million deaths. Yeah. Sure. So when you look at that, you know, I'm not saying that, that 2.15 million people is a lot of fucking people, but 50 million people is a lot more people. Um, so I guess when you look at that globally, uh, you could say, if you're going to believe all the science and the figures, that social distancing and everything that's in place is kind of doing um, its thing. Um, so of all that depressing news that's come out there, my first question to the group is COVID-19, what good can come from it? There's yin and yang to everything, you know, black and white, you know, ups and downs. Uh, microchips. Oh, bore off with your fucking microchips. <laughs> the fucking call. Every week is a fucking boring buffoon with your microchips. I'm going to go to someone sensible. Jordan, what good can come from COVID-19, if uh, anything? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the sort of working from home, maybe the environmental impacts, just to kind of see what overall impacts that will actually have, like, you know, less people driving, less people needed in work. Will this mean there's more incentive for offices not to have people in, maybe more remote working? I mean, there was an article probably about four years ago, I read, which was talking about more people being self-employed rather than employed. Uh, sort of going forward into the future. So it'd be interesting to see if that has any impact on it as well. Yeah, 100%. I, I completely agree with that. The environmental factor has got to be it, almost like a huge... Um, that's not an experiment, is it? But it, it's something tangible you can see, isn't it, from lack of transport, cars, vehicles, fossil fuels being utilised. Um, yeah, big enough window. So just have some sort of like baseline test to say, okay, less people out on the road for this period of time. What impact has it had? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's exactly that. I mean, I do I do think there's there's going to be lessons learned from that if we don't look at that the, the climate sort of issue. Um, Adam, what else? Let's uh, let's talk about that then. So when you allude to microchips i'll put some meat to the bones for the people that may haven't listened to the rest of the podcast out there but what you're alluding to <clears throat> is almost like id um identification uh tracking of individuals um 
and that sort of thing, like almost like an advanced, but a bit like the ID cards, I guess, that were suggested years ago, weren't they? There was quite a, there was quite a talk yeah. about ID cards. Is I mean, I'm going to put it out there, controversial. Is that the worst thing that could ever happen to us, or is that something good? Is that could that be a positive? So we've all got freedom at the minute. If you wanted to, you could put all your stuff in your car go off into the woods and live off moss if you wanted to. Obviously, you don't want to. With, with this kind of um, full tracking of everything you do on your phone or the internet, um, I say microchip as a joke, but it could be some form of, like, like China had an app where they um, helped spread knowledge of where people were infected, who wasn't infected. They had a red, yellow and green light system. Real useful for... Um, shutting people down and tracking people that are infected it's got a good real good initial good good point but long term makes me feel a bit uneasy Um, they're already way over the hill because they've got a social credit system they have yeah and for years i i read some weird economic papers about stuff so um there's a lot of the, the next big leap for us as a as a race or you know economically is automation so human labor is going to become less and less of a thing um so all, not that it all tracks in together like some weird conspiracy theory but if you if you're um if everything you do is tracked and known about what's to say using like china's social social credit score you're now an unworthy person your bank card's gone. Your your ability to move into certain places are gone. You can't go to the cinema on Saturdays, mate, because you're not a, um, a grade A one person. You're only a grade A two. That's my uh, initial. You know, all, all all things corrupt eventually. You know, you were I mean? an A four, do you? Yeah, no A three, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be A four after this. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's going to be. They're going to need to have some form of form of technology way of sorting stuff out at the end of this i.e who's been vaccinated who's not been vaccinated and if that allows you to go into a public area how are they going to be able to track that there's going to be a database of some description or a form of id you carry what's what's an easy thing we've got now we haven't had before you know phones or certificates microchips certificates barcodes all these you know modern technology there'd be some sort of method used that that's what i think is going to change immediately after this and it could be good it could be good forever or it could be bad i don't know i've seen in the paper the other day they said that um it was it was supposed to provide this this data um uh, with anonymity so they didn't necessarily know who the people were that had the um uh, had the app or, or governmental ministers, people like that, people in, in power. Um, but uh, then it came out, well, they, they did have the ability uh, to to basically turn that feature on and off as they please, so they could see, you know, basically a network of, of all the people that had this app, names, addresses. They know who you are anyway. It's the, this, your phone's talking to a cell tower. They know who that phone belongs to. They know where it yeah. is. They know where it's been. It's, it's our like illusion of privacy in this country is hilarious like we're yeah. we're the most watched the country yeah. yeah we just like we we don't even have freedom of speech anymore 
you know, you can get um, banged up for saying something on Twitter. You know, yeah, do you see all that stuff with um, uh, that London Real podcast with um, David Ike? Like. Was that, that was yeah. last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's just crazy because, you know, the guy's talking about all weird stuff, some good stuff, some weird stuff. They just banned it. Bang. You can't put your podcast on. And that, yeah. and that guy's then leveraged that for a lot of lot more views, which is great. You, you run the business. But it's crazy. If you want to listen to anything, you should be able to listen to it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that came born out of social media outlets like YouTube and Facebook getting apparently getting picked up by independent uh, an independent um action or uh, independent um like uh what do you call them they're like uh they're, they're just like um oh, i can't think activist group <clears throat> that basically said <clears throat> that we should be putting a stop to fake news. So anything that hasn't been fact-checked shouldn't be going out. Right. And Facebook have been the same. So anybody who's posted something that hasn't been, that isn't really fact-checked, they're calling that fake news. So any sort of type of conspiracy that you put out there will be challenged by Facebook. That's all that which, as well. Yeah. Which is essentially what happens in China. <laughs> To a certain extent, where yeah, everything, yeah, everything is this it, it, it censorship, and no, and and this is a bit like I don't know if you guys have heard of hypernormalization. Well, the Alan Curtis documentary. Well, that is the documentary, but the principle oh. of hypernormalization is that you get told so many lies all the time that you just believe whatever you or you know actually you're getting told a lie but you don't care yeah. because it's just normal and you that's the same thing yes and actually this is more i, I suppose more than microchips because like Kronk says m essentially we carry our microchip around with us all i mean i've got two of the bleeding things i've got two phones <clears throat> massive great big microchips everything i do say you know, look at is recorded somewhere. So I, we are already microchipped by virtue of carrying around and operating a mobile phone. But actually, the biggest civil liberty, civil liberty that you could have taken away from you is, like you say, your freedom of speech. And actually, that's the thing that's been taken away from social media at the moment is that people aren't able to express ideas and theories whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them that's kind of irrelevant you know you don't have to believe in conspiracy theories but is it right that someone shouldn't be able to question something it, of course it's not you know what i mean they, you... they're also to be fair to the the social media companies as well they are their own platforms and they are private companies and if if you've got a load of people being racist on twitter for example and it, and it becomes it's it's seen as a high for racism. They they are well within their rights to 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 remove you. They don't you know, they're not the government. They don't have to give you freedom of speech. They can just no, take it down. That's true. And 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 I guess that's the same for, you know, anti terrorist activity. So if you see, you know, if they uh, they have a responsibility to monitor sort of terrorist activity and report it and or block it, stop it, whatever. Yeah. Um but I guess um, what you've got is a scenario where employers are monitoring 
social media. Social media is an outlet for communication. When does it become free speech per se? Is the only time you get free speech is when you go to speaker's corner in Hyde Park yeah. and you can say what you want to, you know, five or six less than sane people. What do you reckon, George? What do you think? Well, it's just interesting thinking of how we've sort of evolved using social media, etc. So you think of it like we grew up kind of when the internet was in the early days. And in that period of time, the internet wasn't a place to be taken seriously. Like you'd read all of these fake horror stories, you'd read all of these fake things. And whenever you were on the internet, it was just a joke. Anything people would post wouldn't really accurately represent their views or anything like that. It would just be the internet. Like you go on the internet, you're probably going to get harassed. You're probably going to be bullied. It's just the way of the world. Whereas now, it's more an extension of real life from the standpoint where what you say can be taken seriously and your identity online is no longer uh, a joke identity. Your identity is your real identity and whatever you say is held up at real world standards. So all of the fake news, which before on sort of like 90s, early 2000s internet would have been like, oh, it's fake, it's just like, you know, a, a clickbait article or something like that. Now they're cracking down on it and saying, no, we can't have this information because it's an extension of real life now. Anything online has to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is definitely interesting. What's your take on it, Kerry? What do you think? Do you think, um, you, do you think um, social media sites are perfectly within their rights to censor what would normally be deemed as just... Um, conversation questioning no i think people need to realize that they are actually paying for the use of facebook and twitter with um a different currency which is that is just your personal information your you know your social uh, interactions and things like that that is the that's the oil of that's the new oil your information's a new oil so people need to stop looking at it like oh yeah it's free man you know they can kind of do what they want well the whole reason it is free is because, you know, they're literally analysing everything you do, what behaviours you may have, this, that and the other, so they can then go and market a load of bullshit to you that you don't need. And they can sell your information off to, you know, loads of other tech companies. I mean, look at the Cambridge Analytica scale. I don't know if you lot ever got into that with it. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was colossal. And that was all based off social manipulation through social media and platforms like that. Um so I don't feel um, I feel if you've got if you've got a bullshit view like, you know, um, whether it's, you know, uh, racist, conspiratorial. I mean, you know, it could be a sea of things. I don't agree with a lot of stuff. Um, I think those those things need to be debated by the the greater mass of people. So everybody realizes it's a complete load of shit and they don't get sucked down the rabbit hole. You know, if, if you think reptilians are, are taking over, you know, <laughs> go for it debate it i don't care you know I, anybody can see through that even if you you know you're on screen and you you're waving the papers i've got the papers here some guy came to see me you know obama's a, a reptilian i said like, ah, come on you know but, but I, I feel they all need to be discussed everything needs to be discussed and put out there you know i guess this thing with david ike and and uh london real and youtube has sort of backfired on them to a certain extent because it's actually given David Icke and London Real more publicity than the video ever would have done. I think people watched the video with David Icke and probably didn't really think much of it, you know, 
Um, it was comedy value, wasn't it? It was like everybody tuned in just to have a giggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's at the a moment, lot of people that believe what he's saying, mate. There's a lot, like people, they want to believe it at this point because you can you can escape from the reality of the situation if you believe that five G is causing it. Mm. Yeah. The fact I've never is, been like, setting them on fire. We, stuff, we are so fucking lucky that we're born in Europe in the 80s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Our life generally, year to year, doesn't fucking change at all. If anything, it just gets better and better and better exponentially year after year after year after year after year. We could live in somewhere like Cambodia where it might not rain in June, which means that half our village is going to die because we can't fish. Mm. Mm because it didn't rain for three weeks or something you know like we don't ha- we don't ever experience any change ever and we've all been told to stay indoors for three weeks so far mm. and people have fucking lost it and they're listening to, <laughs> to, to fucking david ike for four hours talk about how the man who has more money than anybody else in the world is controlled some grand conspiracy to vaccinate everyone include nanobots inside their vaccine 5g's fucking murdering people and only david ike an ex an ex shit footballer shit commentator like only he knows about it he's like a weird uncle isn't he he's like that like weird uncle that he's just coming around for dinner now and again and like just be fucking weird over the other side of the table everyone would be sort of looking at each other at the corner of their eyes and you're like oh it's this fucking bag you know I, I don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong i fucking love it and i watched it all and i was like yeah. my ass up i just thought it was brilliant but like you know it's 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 just fucking funny and it i i i don't agree that that like I understand why they they take these things down i understand why they ban people from twitter i understand why they why they banned Alex Jones, you know, mm. I, but I don't agree with it. One, because it, I just think it's fucking hilarious and I love watching it. The, one of the best things I've ever seen was the three hours that Alex Jones was on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was oh, absolutely yeah. choice viewing. He, both those guys, Alex Jones and David Icke, they, they mix complete preposterous nonsense with stuff that could be true and then your brain is like oh that's got yeah. all the bollocks but yeah. look that at the, sounds, look at the following it gets them like it's yeah. crazy crazy <laughs> the thing is though um, so, alex jones is like he's become a cultural meme now like yeah. he, you know he's got his own it's just incredible like the you know how society's embraced him as this complete quack um, you know, and he's getting memed everywhere he goes, and you know, even though he's been kicked off every major platform, he's got so much like reach, so much power. Like everyone knows who he is. It's just insane. And like, David Icke, I guess, is our own little kind of shitty version, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty shitty version. Yeah. He lives in the Isle of Wight, doesn't he? Let's go visit him. So, I guess that's not really the best thing to come out of covid but i suppose a 
positive to come out of COVID is going to be people questioning what they're told. And the latest thing to be questioned, what they're told, is the origin of the virus. And I suppose you could say that the um, the whole is it man-made, is it not, is sort of building some momentum now. Does anybody have any sort of opinions on that at the moment? Or we, is everybody just sort of sitting and waiting to see or at the moment right in this second does it even matter i don't i don't think it matters but if you get a wild animal that feasts on other wild animals via its blood lives in colonies of millions and then you put it in a big market chop its head off mix the blood with some other stuff and then feed it to some kids you're going to spread disease yeah but I think the term wet market is, too, yeah. too, well, it's too vague for what a wet market actually is. Because, yeah. like, you know, I've seen a couple of videos about just general wet markets, and they're not all necessarily these bug peddling, bat peddling, crazy places. Some of them are literally just like, you know, farmer's markets, mm. all sorts of fresh fruits and vegetables. So it's just one specific, well, potentially, don't know, one specific really, really fucked up Wuhan market. Mm. So it could be. I've, uh, yeah, it I've seen some, I've seen some very... bad photos. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's a pretty suspicious lab there, though, isn't there? Yeah. And, it, yeah, and I don't but... think people are saying that it's purposely been let out. I think what the what the the the, the theory is that it's it's security and the the maintenance of its um uh you know its um contamination inside and outside has not been the best it doesn't have the best record of of people maintaining regulations when coming and going and things like that so it's more an accidental spread of something that has been experimented with more so than a it's been a purpose re, purpose release of something i think that's what is going around yeah. at the moment it's been this it's also the country where like a third of the world lives so if it's going to come out of if it's going to come out of anywhere it's got more chance to come out of somewhere like china or india isn't it because there's so yeah. many fucking people there and they're densely mm. packed together they're not spread out they're all in mass like their their tower blocks put our tower blocks to shame you know yeah. what i mean they're massive like you could probably can't even comprehend that big deal millions of people living passing by each other eating their food yeah savage but the thing i can't get my head around is if it was we never know until later down the road, but surely the numbers of deaths have got to be more in China. Oh, it's got to be, you know, and that and that's something to be, um, you know, I'm not a warmonger or anything, but there's got to be some sort of recompense down the line. Come on, boys. You've, you've told some porcupines here and now the it. whole world is fucked. Surely the recompense is that we just we don't fucking outsource everything to China anymore. Mm. We're just yes. we're just automate it in the UK in the UK. Yeah, it's too late, mate. Too late. Infrastructure, training, jobs, everything. You know. But do, on that, does every, does everyone think that jobs and 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 the structure of UK industry is going to look the same 
as it did before COVID-19? Do you think, it, you know, there's been a there's been a newfound um, sort of uh, uh, newfound value over the person that makes the tiny little O-rings that go into ventilators because without them, you can't make things that help people breathe. There's a newfound respect found for the guys that empty your bins because if they don't empty your bins, it's overloaded and you're swimming in your own shit. Um, you know, there's a lot of industries and a lot of jobs that have become far more valued than they were. And there's a lot of jobs that, let's say, have sat on the back burner uh, for now. Um, uh, so do you think industry is going to look the same? Are we going to want the same stuff? Are we going to be doing the same thing? Uh, like Jordan was alluding to, is home working going to be the new office? You know, is that going to be something that we move forwards with? What do you reckon? I I think it's in most people's interests for it to go back to exactly how it was. Yeah. And I think that it will be how long people can survive how long businesses can survive in order for it to go back to how it was but businesses fail all the time and they other ones pop up so you know we might lose 10 businesses for example on the high street in six or nine weeks that we're locked down but you can guarantee before long there'll be four new people in those premises selling fucking vape pens and and there'll be a barbers in there and yeah i think there'll be jobs there this there's going to be a recession that's going to be fucking horrible but i don't think it'll be the the big change that we expect unless this virus thing drags out for multiple waves and in which case oh, i mean I, you can't really predict it if it if it carries on for a year fuck knows what'll happen but if i think if it's three I think if it's June and then we're social distance until September, we'll just go right back to where we are. The Kardashians will have a new series before you can fucking <laughs> think about uh, it. And everyone will be wearing Jordan COVIDs before you know it. <laughs> but yeah. do, you, do you think uh, sort of going forward in the uncertain times post, um, so say if we go on some sort of gentle uh, like loosening of the lockdown and maybe there's a resurgence, do you think that's going to make employers less likely to hire people and just take them on day rate or take them self-employed because they don't want to commit to having the overheads. I, I think it's going to drastically change the, um, say, I know you're, everyone here, everyone here is in a job, you're probably the only person that does your job. Yeah. So all of you got unique jobs, but you're like the one point almost a, not a single point of failure, so to speak, for your key person. Now, if you work in a company where there's five of you doing the same job and they furlough four of you or three of you, when it comes back into good times and they've survived, they'll be like, you know what? We've actually done all right. Get rid of these three guys. Let's keep them gone because that's efficiency. That's that's what happens. You know, if if, if two people can do the job of five people, why waste money with five people? you're going to see you know people get furloughed that they won't unless they're not on very high wages they're going to be earning substantially less than they were before if that goes on for a long time people are going to end up leaving going going to do other jobs retraining i think you're going to end up having a lot of people that are employed um more 
to their full capability. So they're, they're utilised more, if that makes sense. So rather yeah. than having a, a job where you sit around doing nothing for most of the day, you end up actually having to work because you're probably doing someone else's job as well. Do you yeah, think this all, like, we've we've had a long time where we've just, we've been measuring the workforce in efficiency and we've been trying to move towards measuring the workforce in productivity. Do you think this is this is it now? This is how we're going to measure it? Because you, you have to be productive, otherwise there's no point in fucking employing you. Yeah, well, this this is the, you know, I'm not, I only did A-level um, business studies, a bit of economics, but recessions are bad but also good in a way because like Solana the fits all the weak companies perish the strong get stronger and if you're a company and you've got a load of deadwood in your company you're going to be getting rid of that as soon as you can um but obviously a tragedy for the people that are employed a real tragedy but you know hand on heart there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of people you think, oh my God, how, how do you even survive, son? How are you How are you working? How are you employed? Um, th- this is the time, I think, and it's going to change on the way back. You know, and um, the whole having to be in the office all the time, that's been not the case for years, but I think now where people have just done it like overnight, whole industries have just suddenly started working at home and doing all right and still doing the same thing. Yeah. Speaking on email, speaking on the phone, you could be on the beach. You don't need to be in the office. Um, I think that's going to change quite drastically this, as well. This could solve our housing problem, couldn't it? Because you don't have any offices anymore. You can just turn them all into flats. Yeah. And get paid yeah. a stiffer end from your employer. Yeah. The, was the money they have to pay for your overhead, for your big plush office, you now get on, on your salary. Yeah. I was at a team meeting the other day. Uh, was it called? Um, yeah, yeah. Teams. Sorry. And um, the don't believe, mate. Them, don't believe it. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Adam. Um, but well, basically, I was I was cycling uh, pretty much the whole time, and I just had them in my ear and chipped in when I needed to. And I oh my god, really... I would employ you, son. Mate, I'm multitasking, Adam. Come on. <laughs> but no, how, how weird is that? You know that you can that you, you know it went from me sitting at a desk, you know, from half eight in the morning to five o'clock in the evening, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm I know, I'm in a meeting with twelve other people. I'm managing to cycle at the same time. You know, I think a lot of innovation, maybe from, you know, these sorts of devices like Teams and Zoom and whatnot. I think that, you know, the software, you know, the software sector is going to pick up on this big time, you know, and there's yeah, going to be a boom there. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a big boom there. Lots of development coming out for systems that can allow that sort of working. I definitely think there's going to be some movement forwards as to cutting out unnecessary travel. Because I think, you know, any any company that has got some any sort of moral fiber. Oh, no. Oh, not Dave. We've lost our, our fearless leader. What's happened? Uh, <laughs> you died then, Dave. Your, your head was like side profile. Yeah. You looked like a hawk. Someone's talking. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a hawk from the side. Any company. Hawk, yeah, any what's company that that's got any luck. What's that? What moral yeah, is that like a regal feature? Aquine, is that what it's called? I don't know, equine, something to do with um, horses. horses, isn't horses. Isn't it? No, like a hawk. <laughs> what would you call like a hawk, hawk-like features? Kestrel. How um, Leto Atreides <laughs> was described in Dune. Read the book Dune. 
described yeah. as, a, as, a, as Dave looks there on the side. This is the third time you've brought this up in, in a podcast. What, that oh. Dave looks like? No, Dune, the bat book. Yeah. you got to read it. I do like Dune, um, the movie, but I've not read the book. But anyway, you've got to, you've got to think, any, any company that doesn't want to, um, wants to think about any sort of environmental issue is going to stop you from doing unnecessary travel. It's got to be a logical thing, isn't it? If, if you don't need to be physically at that meeting and you can be on the computer, even if it's in your own office, you know, you don't have to be geographically traveling everywhere to every meeting. That's got to be a move forward, doesn't it? Well, I, I don't know, because, you know, I spent 80 quid a month on fuel, you know, and I think that's a that's a hole in the economy right there. You know, if everybody's not not chucking, you know, sorting their cars up, buying new cars, getting their car service, putting fuel in them, then not only that, the, the, the food that I buy when I'm actually away from my house, you know, if I buy lunches or bits and pieces like that, if everybody's not doing that, then, you know, you've lost billions in the economy. So I think maybe people have got to look at that and say, well, that's a huge earner. Yeah, Lost you again, Dave. He's gone back to um, the Saurog. He's gone back to see Shai Halud. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, those things are still be running there'd just be more delivery services yeah that's a fair point yeah lots of stressed out guys in vans i think there's a lot of people like, that can like my, work that don't need to yeah it's like like my industry for um construction before you know pre-contract and even during contract crazy meetings gone people drive for miles and miles, hours and hours and hours sit in a room for like 10 minutes half an hour Obviously, it's a big deal when the meeting's there. Then they drive home again. You think that's like eight hours done for... Obviously, it's worth the meeting, but then you think that could be done over over something like this. But that's a really Crazy. old way of doing things, isn't it? Like, you know, tilling up for these grand meetings is like a, a, yeah. quite an old perspective on, on how things Industry should be wide. Done. Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. Industry-wide. I've, I've been to... You know, when you go to the meeting, you, you discuss serious stuff. But um, it's just that physical, old school way of turning up. I think driving. it's an, e- an ego thing as well. Like, you can't really be fucking Billy Big Boggles if you're just on a yeah, could be. on a call, can you? Could be. I used to, yeah, it it's a tricky one. Everyone thinks I'm really old when I go to meetings because of my my uh, lovely luscious beard. So I, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, no meetings. That's that's a you know, a physical meeting. You know, it, it is a waste of everyone's time. You think of the time of everyone that has to go there, drive there, go there, prepare for it. Times up by everyone in the meeting. That's some serious cash every time there's a meeting called. I mean, one thing I will say though is the sales industry. Like, you know, if you're trying to push something or trying to sell something, mm. I feel like without some sort of presence or physical yeah. being there. I think you wouldn't be able to deliver as well. I mean, like I mm. personally am not a good seller. Like I sell my designs based on my skill and that sells itself. Whereas, you know, there are people who are selling like big ticket items or things like that. There's an art to it. And I feel like without the personal interaction, without the meeting, without the actual being there, I don't think they can do that as well. 
Yeah, some people though, but there's a lot of people that sell shit on the phone. Yeah, you hang up there's, on most of them. Yeah, yeah, we do. But like, there's whole, but it, there's like an industry of yeah. people that sell like this. One of this massive things at the moment is selling um those fucking cereal box courses. You know, where you basically become a PT in two weeks. Yeah. And you pay four grand for it or whatever it is, but they promise you a job at the end of it. Um. <laughs> That they can't actually promise you, and it's all a big yeah. And they're signing up eighty-year-olds to do something that the eighty-year-old won't be capable of actually doing. Yeah, you know, it's it's we, we know, uh, people fucking yeah, buy these things, don't they? Yeah, but it's it's like the whole um, funnel marketing sales malarkey with the internet. You know, click funnels and all that. Those products that rely on people buying big-ticket things from not ever actually seeing anyone. There's people with millionaires, aren't there, that have made their whole careers from not actually ever meeting someone. Yeah. So it can it can be done to take the flip side. It's just um, I think it's going to become more and more. You know, we see the you see the science fiction films where everyone lives in their own little compartment, never speaks to anyone. That's where we're going. I think I don't know because I think one thing that this has done is it's made me fucking miss people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually me, all right. Ste- apart from no, I talk to you too much, mate. Like, not miss cuddles, mate. Well, I, I haven't had a massage for a while, so I have missed them. You know, you, you do give a nice shoulder rub. Maybe it's tic tac. Yeah. <laughs> you can't feel that. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's made me miss like human contact. Oh, like the other day I saw my um my sister she she happened to be up the car at the same time as I was and we social distanced you know I couldn't give my nephew a, a hug when he came running up to me and it was like oh, I could have you know it probably nothing would happen but if I had and I'd have fucking given him something I'd have ended up topping myself because yeah you know you, but yeah. it's it's like a that is new that and that's that that is something I miss. Obviously, I fucking miss jiu-jitsu. I have liked that I've gone from texting people all the time to now having phone conversations with people that I wouldn't normally have had phone conversations with. Which yeah, is, it is nice to hear people's voice. I think I come from a generation where we do not ring people. Everything is through text message, and that's just been good enough. Um, but I think like missing seeing people or missing talking to people and hearing people's voices has meant that, you know, luckily we have video calls and shit like that now. Um, so you can sort of get a little bit of human conduct, human contact that. Yeah. Video calls are a blessing though. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that I went to go, my, my brother's on the high risk. Um, he's, he's got, he's on the high risk lot, so he can't leave his house. He's been told to stay in there the whole time. And, um, we stayed, you know, I was down the end of his drive chatting with him for about a half hour when I went to go and drop some food off with uh, with him the other day. And that was just alien, you know, because usually I'd go in, have a cup of tea, sit down, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, he's just poking his head around the door, you know, didn't, you know, didn't want to come out. <laughs> it's just, you know, I think it's mold of him, that's it. But yeah, it's old and the girls are in the car and he just came out and looked, you know, sort of, you know, sort of, you know, looked through the window at them and that was it. It's, it's, it is weird. Yeah, I find it weird. I've, I've seen a couple of people in chops and that people I know. And um, I think it's jiu-jitsu as well. I'm used to going up to people and like grabbing them. Not 
maliciously, but you know, <laughs> yeah, like, you know sh- sh- shaking the hand or you know, for someone I know, you might pick them up from the floor. But you know, what I mean, if it's like a, someone you know, you know, what I mean, you're not touchy feely, not in a weird way, but you're just you're very free with handshakes and hugs and stuff. And um, yeah. it's almost like, oh, I've got to stay away. I can't touch him. But it's like you have to overwrite your brain. I think that's going to be the hardest thing because we've had to overwrite to not do it. And then when we go back to it, it's going to be switching back on to how it was before. I'll be fine because I'm all over that. But like, um, that's going to be the hardest thing, I think, when we go back to normal, how you're allowed to touch people again and kiss them. I don't like kissing. <laughs> that's not what you said before we got a blue button, mate. <laughs> That's how we got it. Kissing in a special place. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, um, what, I, what I do think, not to change the subject too much, what I, another thing I think is really interesting with this is, um, I don't know the correct phrase again, because I'm not, I'm not an economist, but um, universal benefit. So loads of, loads of economists again have said, right, you give everyone a base level of income, a grand a month, two grand a month, whatever, and if they choose to go and get work, great. If they don't choose to do work, they've got enough food to, they've got enough money to buy food and shelter. Now, that's pretty much sort of what's happening now. Um, and it will have to happen after this as well, because when, when you know, industries that have closed, people that have stopped, stopped working, people that have lost jobs, they're not just going to go straight back into working again. So it'd be interesting how that all pans out. Who who will pay for that though? The government. Yeah, but well, the government. we pay for it, don't we? The we'll tax, government don't yeah. pay for anything. Taxpayers pay for it. Tax. But this is you where know. you know. How do you convince the 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 people that are net contributors to the country that they need to pay for every other cunt that don't want to work? But but this is the not being too weird with money. They could just they. Printing money is a weird way of saying it, but they can just produce credit. Yeah, true. They can give everyone now a million pounds. Inflation would run rampant, everything would cost more, but everyone would have money if they wanted to. Um, the, what they've done to make the money for us now, for this, they've they've released a whole load of new bonds, a whole load of gilts and treasury bonds. Treasury bonds is the American term, but they've done the same same thing here. So they've just produced a whole load of IOU notes to the market and that's produced the money. So it's... Uh, and do, pe- do people buy those bonds? Yeah. So you, it's basically an IOU note. So you buy it like a gilt, which is what they yeah. release for this. You um, They cost a quid, nominal nominal value. You get a quid back, but over the term you hold it, you get like 1p every two months or something, you know, whatever the interest rate is. Right. Now you can trade them. They're tradable entities. So that quid could become £1.10p. And what's supposed to happen in an efficient market when um, shares go down, bonds go up because they're safe. But that never happens anymore. But um, that's all they've done now. They've produced loads of money. But they've, you've got to input money into the system to make it work. So it's like a credit card, mm. basically. Yeah. And they can just keep creating it. And you know, they lend money to a bank and a bank lends it to you, you have to pay it back with interest. So they've just created more money. So a sweet, basically. 
if they wanted it to be, but they're never gonna they're never gonna yeah. do that. But you know what I mean? But imagine imagine that if they said, right, you've got whatever you're you've got two grand a month for the rest of your life. Go to work if you want. You might be taxed on a higher rate or something, but you've got the capability to earn more than that. Or you can just live on two grand a grand a year. That's that's a weird thing in everyone's brains. You know what I mean? But wouldn't that just completely nullify the incentive for a lot of people to work and maybe for a lot of people even to try, for example? I mean, you get quite a lot of these people with, uh, you know, they end up earning like 60K a year in benefits, so they don't see the point in going to work, which in turn, you know, would that stunt growth? Would that stunt innovation? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That's that's the risk of it, I think. You get people that are bums will stay bums forever. Yeah, but you, you you're going to get that in any society. You've got you've got people that contribute and people that don't. And I think, you know, through, people still want to innovate. They still want to be. Um, they still want to play a role in society. You know, I, I don't think I, I certainly couldn't go through life not working towards something. It's value as well, isn't it? This, this is what always weirded me out from a young age, not being too weird about anything, but I'm quite weird. Like, take nurses and stuff now. Nurses, firemen, policemen, um, paramedics, people who work in care homes. Now, their value to society is like a squillion pounds. You know, who would you rather have? A lawyer or a um, the lowest person in the hospital? You'd have the lowest person in the hospital. If you look at what they get paid, it's completely flipped. Now, would that continue after this? Will it change? Don't know. Well, it is. Mm. Yeah, it is in England because we have a national health service, don't we? But if you're mm. in the states, if you need healthcare, you have to pay a fucking fortune for it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably comparable to what you'd have to pay for a lawyer when you're in the shit. <laughs> it's it's um, another mortgage, isn't it? Just healthcare, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you don't have healthcare, then yeah. it's you fucked. It's fucking hundreds yeah. of thousands of pounds, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's like <clears throat> I saw someone's uh, posted something I read it the other day comparing the, our healthcare system to um, one in um, Oregon, and it's like if you have a broken arm, it's over four thousand pounds mm. for fucking broken arm, which you yeah. could probably, you know, if you were would, you know bare grills you'd fix it yourself <laughs> but that, that goes back to our argument of why you'd go to work because you know most people in america they get that from their employers don't they mm-hmm. part of their remuneration package so yeah another excuse to go off your ass is you go to work and you part part of your work is you get private medical insurance or you know, american system mm-hmm. insurance a lot of the um the growth that's coming out of the tech industry is coming from you know mad developers that they they you know they're not doing it for money they do it because they love developing software mm. and they love developing new shit and that's their hobby and, and they just mm. happen to get paid well for it but a lot of them live in tiny flats they don't do anything else except sit at their computer 24 hours a day mm. it makes you wonder different. how much innovation there could be if everybody was just like you know is he too grand Go star, trek, guys. star trek post a post scarcity um scarcity society that's what it's based on isn't it you can get everything you want you just go to a thing in the wall well mate want a cream cake please 
<laughs> it goes a cream cake. I want a Bob Hoskins outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. All right, mate. My instructor just gave me another stripe. Can I make my belt another stripe on it? <laughs> I want to Amazing. look like Gandalf. <laughs> I want to look like a hawk. <laughs> Did you like that photo I sent you, babe? Elegant, like a hawk. Did you like, like it? Cashmere. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Do you look like it? It's amazing. <laughs> what do people think about the protests that are going on in America? Liberate Minnesota. <laughs> They're taking back their own freedoms. Look, they just can't. They can't Nut cope. They, they can't. They can't get coronavirus because they're breathing in too much fucking freedom, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's a real problem because it's almost as if uh, Mr. Trump has uh, endorsed uh, these um, uh, protests, so to speak. So I mean, he would though. He wants the economy back, doesn't he? Well, Texas are reopening, aren't they? Soon. That's apparently the. That's an well, article I read today. They're doing yes. protests as well, apparently. They're all they're so fucked. Did you yeah. see the video of the doctor stuck in the gridlock who was trying yeah. to work? Yeah, nightmare. Like, it's also because those cunts are afraid to walk in America. In <laughs> God forbid they actually get out of their fucking car and hit the shoelace express. But it's the whole social gathering thing, right? Now, this is, this is a weird thing, and I don't want to offend anyone, anyone listening. So if you take offence by this, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> clapping our good key workers and NHS people. Every Thursday night, clapping. Great stuff. I drove home from... Uh, so I, I did a live video at the gym and I drove back. Millions and millions of people out on the streets on the way, driving back. Neighbours talking to each other, next to each other. It's like, hang on. What are you playing at? You, yeah. you're, just, you're just like... The clapping thing's great, but then not if you have a big gang and talk to each other. And have you seen that video of London, London Bridge, where everyone's like, yeah. um, it's not London the Bridge. The police right? force is there, won't she? Yeah, it's, uh, the, I don't know what bridge it is, London, the one next to Parliament. <laughs> really? And they're all, there's like millions and millions of people. And there's like coppers next to each other, arm in arm, and you think, oh my God, they're not even, they're not, they're not spread out. They're like literally next to each other. Everyone's clapping and you think, the meaning behind it's great, the clapping, the support, but not when you're all together in a big gang like, oy, oy. So, I mean, I think I'll probably put a bit of balance this that normal people don't understand. That once you get in a patrol car, in a patrol vehicle with your partner as a police officer, you're not social distancing. So to say that if, 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 if emergency services should be observing social distancing, when you sit in a crew cab of a fire engine or you sit in a crew cab of an ambulance, your social distancing is pointless. So I can Agreed. very much understand why. Um, but then... Would you stand next to a member of the public? Well, you have um, to, don't you? I guess if you're a copper, you might have oh, to break. Yeah, you, haven't, you haven't seen this video. I'll, I'll tag you on this video in a minute, and you'll see, and you'll be like, "What?" I, I, the only reason I saw it because I I know some other firemen, and they they put up, and they're like, "What is this? This is ridiculous." Is it on Pornhub? Because I'm pretty much not watching anything. That isn't, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably is. I'm on the last level. I'm like, but what, what surprises me is that some blokes it. can bang and social distance at the same time. Which, no way. Well, it's just the size of the Johnson, mate. It's <laughs> virtually two metres long. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can, I can only dream of such a thing. There's it's, some blokes on Pornhub, mate, that 
you know, they're pushing it. Oh, yeah, like tentacle. Oh, yeah. That has been known. It's, it's, <laughs> it's social distancing. It's, they can still, they don't have to touch. It's unbelievable. Oh, I, can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, there's already coronavirus porn out there. I've said, yeah. I'm not allowed, I don't know what you're talking about. What's porn? Finding each other. What's this porn hub site you're talking about? I don't know. What are you talking about? What is it? It's um, it's got like you know flash games. And, oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> like, it's really mini awesome. clip. Yeah. Yeah, you know oh, mini clip. What happened to that website? The, I used to play that yeah, on the Don't change the subject because all those all those sites are written on the back of your office door when you go into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wasp nest in my toilet at work. Yeah, they're reading off the door to find out what sites they should be going to. <laughs> but it, I think I think there is there is um, there definitely is a difference in uh, what I would call risk appetite for a lot of people and those that have. Uh, of course, we should all be observing social distancing and doing those sort of things. Um, but I guess, and I'm I'm not talking because I'm not an ambulance member, of amb- uh, you know, uh, ambulance staff or NHS staff, or whatever. But when you've been at work and you've been swimming around piss, shit, and guts, and whatever else is that around your shoes, and then someone says, "Well, you better stay two meters away from that person in Tesco's," it all does fade quite into insignificance because the things you're being asked to do in your normal day-to-day work normal people are aghast at now the, co- it, it, the the lengths that people are going to to evade contacting co-op it's virtually climbing <laughs> over the like climbing over the, the special code to get away don't talk to me about shopping mate what the f- <laughs> every time i go shopping right i've got a massive beard and in my beard there's probably so many covid particles that just the air just absorbs like a big well <laughs> like a filter feeder going through the air I try and keep my distance. Mole people, all people just stop and seem to and like expand. You can't get past them. You wait. You look at them. They look at you. Look at them some more. Old <laughs> people don't fear pandemics and things like that. They don't. They don't. They, they are all they're amazing. fucking old. Yeah. I went to your cart yesterday, right? And I wanted um, one particular sweetie cake. And I knew where it was. So I went down an aisle. A woman is standing right in front of it. So I went around the other aisle to go around the back. She moved. Just, just <laughs> for those listening, this is a giant 115 kilo man looking for a sweetie cake. Yeah. In- <laughs> oh, was this, and was this essential shopping trip? Yeah. 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 It was it sweet my calorie thing needs. I needed it. So I had to go around twice. And this person, I think they're taking a picture again. Just moving so I can I'll be honest, I'm gonna tell you an anecdotal story about uh, an elderly person. Now before I come to Dorset, um obviously I knew elderly people, I knew what they were because I've seen elderly people in and around the London area, but in Dorset and Wiltshire, they are made of tougher stuff. Elderly people around here are what I would term as hard as nails. I have seen, um, I've been to an incident where a car overturned several times uh, and it was on its side. And as I arrived, a woman 
was had her head out of the smashed passenger side window and she literally looked like a horror film covered in blood and she was just going get me out uh (laughs) she was standing at her feet was standing on an unbroken driver's side window and i just looked at her and she was about probably about 90 years old and i really do think young people at that stage would be you know texting their other half saying i don't know if i'm gonna make it you know not sure if i'm gonna make it home tonight you know i've been in a car accident where this elderly lady just wanted us to lift her out of the car that was it covered in blood we, is that because you're all handsome firefighters and she's like oh, yeah. i know was she, <laughs> she was built of tougher stuff was she, was she basically t- almost like telling you off as if it was your fault that she'd uh, rolled over? Yeah, basically, yeah. She, she, get she, me she, out. You did get, this to me. Get, get me out, young man. man. But I do, th- I do think that the elderly people that have, that have experienced a, a lot maybe of the harder portions of life or the tougher part of life, they tend to be a bit more closer up about their sort of... Um, mortality i think maybe because they they feel like they may be reaching the end of their life i'm sure that's not the case for a lot of people a lot of elderly people still have a lot of life in them but to me what i've seen is i've seen a lot of uh, i'd say middle-aged people very fearful of um of their existence i mean i've i've literally heard middle-aged people with a cold saying they don't know whether they're going to make it out out of the out of the night you know what i mean and the next day they're posting on social media if you've got <laughs> coronavirus you are not posting on social media no. you are ventilator in hospital you're not asking your friends i don't know if i'm going to make it see you tomorrow this is our final goodbyes i've got a cough you know i don't, I don't know when i don't even remember in my life when i haven't had a cough or a cold since since the kids have been born, I think I've always had a cough and a cold. I think that there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of things that are going on. Hypersensitivity. A lot of people are obviously hypersensitive to how their bodies are now and what they're feeling. And a lot of people obviously plays in their mind. They're wondering whether they've got a virus or the virus or a cold. There is still a, a lot of other things going around that you can catch. Um, um, you know illnesses and so on and so forth but i do think that when you are in your house for so long some people lose all sight of what is risky and what isn't risky and like when we're talking about social distancing is almost um people can't understand why you wouldn't social distance but when you go out and see people in emergency settings or even like little they can't socially distance, or at least not all the time. It's just not possible. Um, a lot of these people are working in very small shopping um, settings. Um, you know, so as much as one can take care of yourself and you would be mindful of social distancing, I think it, we, we're quick to criticise those who don't, but maybe that's because they spend half their day because they can't. <laughs> And it's a desensitisation to that. Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying is our view of risk has changed. Or a lot of people's view of risk has changed. And now risk is going to the shops. That's high risk. 
any any yeah. anybody wears a mask and um, gloves. Waiting for Kerry to flare up now because this is me taking piss out of you, Kerry. By the way, <laughs> in Tesco. Yeah, that's good. Good point. I know where you're going, there, Dave. But does any does anyone apart from Kerry go out fully gloved up and masked up? I don't. No, I don't. No, I did wear gloves up the cart the other day, but I took them off because I felt bell end. But what? <laughs> what was your What was your reason for wearing gloves? Well, basically, I thought. I thought, right, well, if I can pick stuff up with gloves on, I won't get coronavirus, and then I'll take it home. But I'll take my gloves off in the car because I don't want to spread it to my steering wheel. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute, I've got to fucking get all this shit out of the car without gloves on. So it's just pointless. I may as well and just not wear gloves and wash and my you hands. Picked it up, you've picked it up with the gloves. And, you, and if you've got anything, you spread it from everything you picked it up with. Well, exactly, the, so I may as well just wash my hands. The way yeah. contamination works is it's not actually whatever you're picking up with your gloves on. It's whatever anybody else has picked up and touched before you touched yeah. it with your gloves on. And by picking up with gloves on and getting it home doesn't mean that that virus is not on the box. Or which is why you know there are people out there that do spend some time washing things down. But most people who understand how contamination and decontamination work understand that unless you do everything on site decontaminate while it's on you put it into a bag double that bag up and then put it into the bin it's very difficult for a normal person to operate so for example i can tell you now kerry that when you wear even if you wear a face mask ffp3 ffp2 ffp1 because you have facial hair it will not face fit your face. So anybody looking at, well, anybody who knows about contamination, I'm not saying it won't protect other people, but it will not protect yourself. What if you've only got a moustache? Same. It's got to be a seal on your face. He has to have a seal. Very unlikely with any, even a modicum of facial hair, you will get a seal on a face mask. It's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean it doesn't protect me when you go out and wear a face mask, which I very much appreciate. Because obviously if you've got anything, you're not going to breathe it on me. And that is actually me not being facetious or, 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 or sarcastic. That is the opinion of a lot of other countries. Wear a mask, yeah. Wear a mask. Because actually, it's not about you protecting yourself, but it's about you protecting other people. In fact, in we were talking about this, weren't we, George, last week. Um, in a lot of Asian countries, they wear masks as a matter of course. They get a cold or whatever, straight away bang the mask on. You stop yourself giving it to other people. It doesn't necessarily stop you getting things because it's not a face fit. But it does stop you transmitting water droplets to other people. And I think that's where this debate about mask masks are when government or whatever say, well, masks aren't necessary. Your logical mind sits there and goes, well, masks are PPE, which means protective personal equipment or personal protective equipment. The clue's sort of in the name. Yeah. <laughs> they do work. Otherwise, we wouldn't be scrambling around getting them, shipping them over from all corners of the earth. So why would you not suggest us wear one? I mean, I guess that's for you guys to debate, really, to make a, a, um, 
it seems to me that they don't suggest you wear one because there just aren't enough of them There's to go. Enough, yeah. I think that is the main logic behind it. Like, um, I've heard a couple of rumours that, you know, maybe laced down the line as part of an exit strategy, they might require you to wear face masks yeah, when you go out as well. to mm. protect other people, but they don't want to announce that yet because they want to ensure that the people that need them get them before there's the mass hysteria and, like, toilet paper, it just disappears into nothingness and becomes yeah. solid gold. Mm, mm, that's right, George. Dave, yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick question for you, not, not to reveal anything of your special background of destiny um so like contamination training and stuff mm. is that like a week course two week course two days it's not a 10 minute lecture is it in terms no. of training you guys how to do it properly the the the, the thing the, I, I guess what you're saying is from all sides and i mean you know you've got you know specialist teams that do so there's different levels to everything but understanding, that even from a layman's point of view, or even from anyone, ha ha understanding contamination, I think this is what every country has sort of almost had to become a very quick expert in, in how uh, infection and transmission experts, so as to they know how they would transmit it to someone else. But we haven't quite trained each other to be decontamination experts, which is the wearing of PPE and the taking it off without contaminating yourself. Now, part of the reason why they don't suggest people wear PPE, and this is kind of true, is because if you're not used to wearing it, you end up touching your face a whole lot more than you would normally when you're used to wearing face masks and gloves and things like that you kind of don't fiddle around with them but when you're not used to you spend a lot of time adjusting it moving it around taking it on and off and when you think about it the the, the front uh, so for example on any mask the filter part the small filter is an exhalation valve it's not a filter at all the filter is the whole white paper part of the mask now every time you touch that with your hands you are contaminating your hands so when you take that off of your face it has to be done in a specific order with the gloves or whatever you've got protective you know wearing on your hands because obviously you're contaminating your hands your mask your hands your face or whatever you press after it so it, a lot of decontamination is in it decontamination is sequential um it's about how you do it. And that's not something you can do. Or it's, I'm not saying it's not something you can't do, but it's not something one would necessarily do when you come out of Tesco, which is why, really, washing your hands and general hygiene is absolutely key and not touching your face as much as possible. And I guess having some sort of decontamination of your vehicle is another sort of uh, little top tip maybe your steering wheel door handles and things like that if you're going to take it to that level you know we're very lucky in the southwest i think the southwest has had a bit of a light touch with covid i'm not saying that there isn't a risk of you getting it and i'm not saying there isn't a chance of it being around or one of your relatives having it but it, we don't live as close to each other as they do in metropolitan cities it isn't as rife as it is in metropolitan cities you know, um, there aren't the cases of it as there are in metropolitan cities, um, especially running through the hospitals. So you, you, you're kind of in a better place. But, Adam, you're absolutely right. It's not something you're going to pick up overnight. It's something that one would have to give you a training package on. You would have to carry out. So if you wanted to do decontamination after Tesco, for example, 
you would have to do that over and over again in order for that to become a routine. That's something that you could do and understand why you're doing something and what you're doing it for and where you're putting your waste. And and it's just quite like um, people wearing face masks under Public Health England. If you're wearing a face mask and you haven't had a face fit test, it's not going to work. And and unfortunately, how many million have we got in the country? 66 million or something like that. That's a lot of face fit mask tests. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that that's just not going to be possible. So I understand why people are doing it. Um, and it, and it's just that understanding of why you're doing something and the risk behind doing it. You may be increasing it for yourself, but decreasing it for others, um, I guess is probably, um, you know, a part of it um but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it and it doesn't mean we're not going to be suggested to us that we do it but i don't i think it will be more on a we're protecting each other basis rather than which i think is a really good thing to introduce into society we yes. should be conscious about protecting each other Care for each other we should that is that is absolutely i mean there there is almost um you know there is a theory behind as much as there are anti-vax people and vaccination um, supporters that there is a theory behind vaccination that we're not protecting ourselves. We're protecting each other with vaccinations. Um, and those who decide they're not going to have a vaccination, they they purely get protected by the rest of us that have had them. And that reduces the chance of them contracting the illness that is uh, killed people in the past. So, um protecting others is a is, is when going back to the first question is a really really good thing i think to come out of this situation we definitely should be mindful of how we you know we, we treat each other i think i think i'll be honest i think it's going to be the death of the handshake uh, i think <laughs> I, I think you know I, I just don't think we're going to be shaking hands well how will we grab start jujitsu matches yeah just I just grab people and i do the french kiss tonight not the french I did a manly kiss, like both cheeks, four times. I'm still doing that to everyone, mate, when we're back in the game. I reckon, I reckon the minute the contamination will reduce just from not shaking hands in jiu-jitsu, which sounds weird because we're rolling around putting yeah. sweat in each other's faces and breathing on each other, but the bacteria you probably yeah. transfer Poo from Poo fingers, hands, uh, yeah. uh, bogeys. People are scratching their asses and... Willy hands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rank, uh, yeah. I think Early what was worrying about COVID-19 was that people didn't wash their hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean people still fucking die of other illnesses it was all faster and worse at worse rate than uh than covid19 100 mm. you know, absolutely it's, yeah one thing i'm interested in always so we, interested is like there's autoimmune diseases like hiv aids all that kind of stuff I've not seen any articles about those geezers. Those geezers must be in, proper, in the proper shit. You know what I mean? Well, HIV and AIDS is a managed disease now, isn't it? I mean, there is medication now that yeah. that really doesn't... It, 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 it doesn't really affect people's day-to-day living. They're not at any more risk than anybody else because there are medications now that if you take it quick enough, it will eradicate mm. you from... I mean, I'm right in saying that. Can someone bear yeah. me out? That yeah, you're pretty... right. Yeah. The vi- you, you're not. It's, it's horrendous medication, I believe. I think yeah, it's, it's... you've got it, but you can't sort of spread it. Yeah. Yes, and and also, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if they've 
anticipate zero deaths from AIDS moving forward. So in the Western world anyway, but I definitely think, you know, they believe they've cured it as much as as they can see. Um, Plus also in terms of not hearing about it, I hate to, you know, I don't want to um, make it seem like it's not a big deal because it obviously is a, it has been a massive problem for a lot of people, AIDS and HIV, but it's it's old news, isn't it? It's not COVID-19. That's the only fucking thing that's in the news. Yeah. It's, there is nothing else at the minute. It's, well, like, like you say, the chances now, if you've got AIDS and you die, you probably died of COVID-19. Yeah. 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 Well, because at some point you'll have been taken to hospital for it and you probably contracted it while you're in there, mm. especially if, you, if you're in London or Birmingham or one of these big cities and so they don't even give a fuck what you've even died of now do they it's like if no. you've had COVID-19 at some point and that's that as far as they're concerned that's what you died of unfortunately yeah I think a lot of the deaths are being attributed to COVID-19 there's that also um not. I, was, I, I saw some stats about the amount of people that, that the ages of people that are in ICUs and stuff and um it looks like they're not even bothering to triage people over 80 into ICUs anymore they're just sticking them straight in hospices yeah well I think a lot are still sitting in care home settings which is shocking really but I yeah. think that's how that's how hospitals are coping currently they're just treating the younger lot basically which they got more which you know they have got more chance of saving I guess yeah it's uh it, it does seem that way although I don't have the figures on that but it's um and we do have a big jump today in the, I didn't I didn't see the no, not, not really. figures. It was eight seventy, no. I think. I think it's a reduction on it. It yeah, was five hundred so yesterday, wasn't it? Five hundred and something, I think. I stopped looking actually. I started getting like started getting bored of it. <laughs> well I, I used to listen to all those briefings, I've stopped listening to them now. They yeah. don't really it's blurring to everything and then you get the 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 press conference bit at the end is always just so lame they just ask like rubbish questions that have nothing i suppose it's kind of like the i know it sounds really really harsh but it's basically the replacement for brexit at the moment like you know yeah. brexit like a year ago it's like i was so sick of just literally every day hearing the word brexit whoever coined yeah. the term like i hope they get shot but comics <laughs> comics yeah, but, you know, this is kind of the, the news replacement and it's going to be one of those things where even way after the lockdown, you're still going to hear the word probably every day. That's that's on that, George. That's a good point, actually. With Brexit, that was a, a, a populist vote. Do you think that we'll still see these populist movements after this or do you think this has kind of taken the steam out of their sails a bit? Um, don't really know, man. Be interesting to see, because you had a lot of protests around the world before COVID nineteen set in. There's a lot yeah, going on loads. in Hong Kong. There was a yellow jackets in France, yeah. aren't there? Yeah, all shut off with one one fast food. Yeah. Well, we're going to see how this week progresses, I guess. Um, on Monday we got a special guest who's going to come in and talk to us uh, 
about all things COVID-19, how things are going in the West Indies and Jamaica, because that's where he originates from, uh, his MMA career and uh, his attitude to combat sports and uh, how Adam cheated him out of the ADCC championships and uh, uh, a match he had years ago. Uh, Deniston Max Sutherland is going to be on the show on Monday. Um, MMA legend. Uh, he will want to kill Adam, but that's natural. Everybody what does. What did you do to him, Ad? I just beat him on points, but it was after the whole crowd was shouting, kill him, Max. <laughs> kill him, Max. And I was like, who's who's Max? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the thing. Well, Adam like, doesn't know I was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm fighting someone called Deniston. Who's Max? Kill him, Max. Kill him, Max. Yeah, dark times, mate. I think we're gonna have to find. I'm gonna. I'm, I don't even know. I've known him for, God knows how many years. I'm gonna have to find out what the origin of his nickname is. Um, Probably Maximum Death or something. Maximum <laughs> no, I think Kirtle. it was Mad. It was Mad Max. It was Mad Max. But I don't know where the phrase was coined. But he'll, he, he'll be able to say. He's a big scary fella, but he's a nice guy afterwards. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get you back. <laughs> he's a lovely. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man, but yeah, he's not a man you'd want to uh, mess with. He's a he's a dangerous guy. But um, but yeah, so he's going to be here on Monday. Um, we're going to be here on Monday, uh, and I'm guessing that will be aired on Tuesday. So look forward to that one. Um, thank you, Cronk. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam, uh, for the chat today. I think we covered quite a few interesting little bits and pieces that people are going to be. Uh, interested to hear about questions about what's going on and things like that so yeah right okay thanks very much that's the lockdown podcast shall see you next week next Ciao, tuesday Bella. see you next tuesday Ta-ra.